grandma always told me in these streets, watch your partners. To be honest, other than a few that fell, my niggas solid. Fuck them if they fell off, shit, me and my niggas better off, we bought it. Think it's best you keep that hate up in your chest, boy, we retarded. These bullets hit your chest, you drop that pass, we on your ass. Call a play to double back and knock you smooth about your pads. I was raised up in the giddy since the riots, nigga. Survival started from the shoulders, don't you try us, nigga. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in to Cocktails with Mika. Today, we're talking about big energy, not little energy, protecting your peace and just coming together as one to be better as a people. Now, let's get right into it. I'm pretty sure the people in this room would describe themselves with a positive word that's somewhere along the lines of intelligent and, you know, knowledgeful. You know what I'm saying? So how will we deal with a situation where somebody is coming for you, but you don't want to let off little energy. You want to let off big energy at all times. How would we deal? That's that. And that question is for the flow. Shit, me personally, like, Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Repeat the question, Mika. I'm sorry. Okay. So if you um if you if you align yourself with you know an intelligent person a a supportive person you know like a prolific whatever you want to call yourself um a great person you know you you vibe in big energy not little energy how would you de- how would you describe how you would handle a situation where there's a lower vibrate vibrating person that's trying to attack your higher vibrating energy how would you handle it when you only want to be known for big energy not little energy i think we're gonna have to we got the slogan that big energy not little energy shit (laughs) i like like that separate yourself for me i would have to separate myself from that the older you get the less patience you have for fuck shit and low energy especially if you if you are a big energy person and you want to be around nothing but big positive energy the thing is you got to separate yourself from it uh, in my opinion, if you if you uh, entertain it, if you address it, then you just causing conflict and problems on yourself. Um, when you separate yourself from it, that's 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 the best thing to do for your mental health and for your sanity anyway. Um, like 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 you used to tell people, like you know, clubs who talk shit and didn't matter. Like don't address them for what you're giving you giving them the the energy that they want and you taking away from your energy. When you just ignore it and keep pushing on and focusing on what you're doing. That's what I would do. Okay. Remember, Mika, you used to always say, I'm not going to give you the energy that you're trying to give me. It's like you are what you eat. And I don't mean like food. I mean, if somebody feeding you negative energy or positive energy, are you going to take that in? And then it's, you got to make your own decisions. Like, okay, you want to argue with me around Clubhouse? You're beneath me. I'm not going to argue with you about, I'm, I'm way above you. I'm way past that. And with that big energy, then you just keep moving forward. Don't let nobody pour that into you. And don't even give them that energy. I, if I was in the space, somebody came in with me, I'll leave. If they was mm-hmm. in my room, you have the control to boot them out or block them out. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. I like that one. And then Seven in the comment, he said, you got to stop letting bad energy have access to you. Yeah, That's true, but bro, sometimes uh, what, uh damn, I'm getting uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I got you, Mickey. 
I got. I you. know. Thank you. <laughs> I thought of finding you, Biggs, but I, did I already did I already invite you, Biggs, to uh, the honey pot? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got the invite okay, to that. Okay. I was inviting Mika. You in the game now? Um. Okay, so basically, uh, that's true, but sometimes you can't. It's you like you don't have the control of what energy accesses you. Now you have the control, like Tammy said, whether you gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna drink or sit from that energy or not. But you can't stop the you can't stop the smoke from coming your way. And when I say smoke, I mean in the term of you know, like a fire and a smoke, you see smoke coming, not like, oh, smoke, like in the street. I'm saying, I was trying to give an idea of how it just comes, you know, unwarranted and, you know, you had no control of it. But the only thing you have control over is how you, how you let it affect you. So you're going to cover your nose. So you don't get that, you know, you die from motherfucking smoke inhalation or you're going to just embrace it. Like, fuck it. And just let it just go all into your lungs, you know? So basically what I'm saying is sometimes we don't have the control over what has access to us, especially when you trying, like me, I'm trying to spread and be contagious with who I am, you know? And if I'm trying to spread and be contagious, then I can't close myself off from even bad energy. I can make sure that it doesn't engulf me. I can make sure that Um, I don't let it affect my energy, but I can't be like, okay, I'm gonna build a brick wall and that energy will never see me because then I'm not being a light. Then I'm not, I'm not being a beacon. You know what I'm saying? Hey, could I say something to that? Um, you, you, you speaking from a powerful aspect this morning, but you correct, right? You can't avoid all bad energy because if you come in with positivity, and a spiritual uh, standpoint, sometimes you have to confront negativity. And as long as you're keeping an even uh, pace on your tone and your attitude and addressing them with positive things and affirmations over and over, you're going to win that battle, even if they're trying to overtalk you. So it's not that you're supposed to avoid bad energy because you're supposed to address that energy to change that energy. That's your mission. So as you spread knowledge and you teaching people, that spreads in different ways. And you have a whole platform of people. You reach more because you can't reach every person. Not one person can. They, you can teach in one way, but another person can teach in another fashion. And you can reach more people that way. So I think if you address all bad, bad energy, negative people when they come into your room, uh, uh, you, you, you're going to overcome every one of them. Because most people that come into a room that's positive with bad energy is looking for a change. they just trying to see if you really that true for you playing. But I, li- I like the way you come in today. This is the most powerful I ever heard you before. Thank you, all of I appreciate it. And that's the problem. And I'm glad that you that you even said that because people that's, that's been here since I opened my club, this is, this is who I am. This is, this is me. Cause this is really me. You know what I'm saying? And before I, I allowed, that's why I used that analogy that I just used. I saw the smoke coming and I didn't cover my, I didn't cover my, my nose or my mouth. I inhaled all the smoke and it engulfed me. 
you know, that energy came and engulfed me. Now that I've been resuscitated and I've, I've, I've had, you know, oxygen, time to, to, to breathe good, inner, good, good, uh, good air without the toxicness in the air, you know what I'm saying? And I could come back and now you get to see how I'm really breathing, how, and I'm going to breathe on everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Because this is where we was in the beginning before all the smoke came this way. So just getting back to where we was, I appreciate that you uh, even noticed that because this is what it is. This is what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. So yeah, once they give us our uh so okay, yeah, and once they once they give us our uh our um house, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned with us so we can know who wants to be involved over there on that sector. And uh you know, so basically we with these conversations, we basically don't know who to invite over there to the house because we want, like you said, a certain type of energy over there because the bartender academy, which is the name of the house. Uh, on the other side of the app that Cocktails with Mika will have is going to be the Bartender Academy. We are literally, we need people that's going to speak and give up energy like this because we're teaching people how to serve these knowledge, these cocktails full of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? We don't need people playing and stuff like that. Now, club, this side of Clubhouse will be where we, uh, you come out the academy and then you put your tools to work. You know what I'm saying? Everything you learned in the academy, you come over here and we see what you got. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically what we're doing right here. I want to uh, form a fleet of soldiers off this platform that's going to try to get our people as a community back to where we need to be or up to where, where we need to be. Y'all know I'm a, I'm a Malcolm X uh, type of chick. I love Malcolm X. I wish I was graced with the opportunity to even breathe the same air as he was, you know what I'm saying? So I want, um, I want us to be something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like just structured, organized and just having iron, iron shopping, iron conversation and, and, and helping and pulling people up and things like that. That's what I want to be known for. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want, uh, to spread. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing over here from now on. Yeah, Malcolm X not here, but you always had malice, you know. So who would y'all, who would y'all say did the most for the black community, Malcolm X or Martin? The nigga Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, he just set the standards for niggas like Colin Kaepernick, you know. It's like every white person expect us to be Martin Luther King. It don't work like that. Uh, Martin most definitely did more. Uh, Malcolm showed uh, the black man a, a point where to stand up and represent himself and how to be a man. But Martin Luther King took a passive way and united a whole lot of people through compassion and even got whites to join this fight. So then he got civil rights. The civil rights movement was pushed through him, voting and all that. So you have to give Malcolm his due, even though he was peaceful and passful, passive in his manner. He made a powerful push that was followed. Even Malcolm X tried to join his push and the two together would have been a, a beast. That's why they took him down. So I hear a lot of people talk bad about Martin, but you have to understand the philosophy that Martin came with. That was a re very powerful movement. 
And that's almost like what the black women is doing right now today. They fighting our battle. So the movement that the women are coming with and being in the streets, it's not many men supporting them. So you got to look at that type of movement. It's successful. King Bios? I agree with what he just said. And I think the way that they both was doing it, they came from different spectrums of the black culture. So to me, they did things in their own way. But from my perspective, I agree with the gentleman that just spoke. Malcolm did a lot more, I think, by merging and allowing the black, white and black community to be more cohesive among all of us. Me? You know... Both influence each other as well. Big. Go ahead, like Big. Me, like me, uh, Malcolm X, he he was he was doing it like how the, how the Panthers was trying to bring the message, like like we gonna we gonna do this ourselves. We gonna build our own country. We gonna do this ourselves. You in the Matrix, my nigga. I'm going to agree with all of y'all, um, but more so with the end of uh, Tammy said, because at first I used to be like, no, nah, Martin Luther King, da, da, da. I do feel like Martin Luther King led us into a burning house, like he said. However, the work that he has done for the community, I think he actually did do more as far as uh, black people as a whole pushing us forward. He definitely did more. He was more effective. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't take away from uh, Malcolm and nothing like that. But his what he did, all the work that he did, he he he, he affected us in a way bigger, had a way bigger impact. And that's literally, generally, um, more so because he was taking that biased approach that all it was talking about. And it wasn't so scarcesome for the white people. You know what I'm saying? So he got more bees with honey. Now, Malcolm... Without Malcolm, we still wouldn't be where we were today because we needed Martin to show us how to get more bees with honey, right? However, we still needed Malcolm to, to pour back into us what we lost in slavery, which was that confidence, that pride, you know, of being a black person, period. You know, that uh, I'm going to stand up for myself and things like that. Yes, we needed all of that to become a whole who we are today. So now with the with the more bees with honey that Martin taught us, plus that pride, that assertiveness, and that respect for ourselves that Ma- that Malcolm gave us, look who we are today. If you just put that all together, that's that makes us up today because black people don't play today, do we? You know what I'm saying? Hey, but if you look, they 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 was a master uh, 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 in their in thinkings, right? They was masters because, look, Martin took all the broken blacks that was submissive through that Jim Crow era, right? And brought them together to push one movement while Malcolm still had the radical blacks behind him, mm-hmm. right? But what everybody has to know that at the time Malcolm was radical, he was under the nation and under one teaching. But when he went and took his uh, 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 jihad, his 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 trip mm-hmm. to Mecca, 
he learned something different. He came back and he was teaching that the white men aren't the devils and they're not our enemies. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So he came back with the same understanding that Martin had. You, you see what I'm saying? So you, when you really go back into the history and you study those two people, you get a whole different outlook on that. Right. Or he definitely go ahead. I don't want to cut but, you off. Yeah. But Malcolm is the one that gave us the army impression to solidify a family with protection. Take the men that are soldiers that's not going to be out in the, in the workforce and all that and put them on the front line. All the people that's intelligent, numbers and, and medical and all that, you keep them in one, in one structure. That was Malcolm's push. Martin was to bridge the communities and make it uh, safe for everybody that live in one community, right? Mm-hmm. But but I think both of them, both of them was masterful in a in a thought pattern in the way they pulled it off, though. Yeah, that's that's a fact, and I agree with that. Um, however, when Malcolm made his jihad, whatever, and he did see that the the white man was not the devil or something like you know how, however he perceived it, it still didn't take away from the fact that. He, 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 I feel like what he saw was, okay, white people are not the devil. They can, we, they can usually, cause remember how that white girl wanted to, when white people wanted to join his mission and he said, no, white people don't got no place in my mission. You know, um, when he made his trip to Mecca to, he, he, he came back thinking a lot differently. Like, no, they actually can. That's like today with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's a lot of white people that's, you know, pushing for that movement. That movement is for us or supposed to be. Um, I think that's kind of like where he was at, but it didn't, it didn't wipe away what he felt. His core was a black man is a man. A black woman is a queen. We are nothing less than that. We should still defend ourselves. We should still, you know, he still had those values for sure. He just kind of softened up on thinking like, oh, they all against us. And I personally still agree with the fact that I don't think we should have integrated our communities. I don't think we should have done that. We literally could have been neighbors and we could have been uh, great friends. But I think the integration which was something that Martin seen later on was the death that put us back in slavery for real. Integration did. It did. Let, let me ask you a question. If somebody came into your room and you have all these people with knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And they told you, uh, well, I don't feel we have a rightful chance because the white people still had a foot on our neck and we're not given the proper opportunities. And we are we are suffering from our past, our ancestors' uh, uh, slavery history that's been passed down. How would you address that? So how I, how I see that type of stuff is uh, uh, I don't feel like I don't feel like it's today in 2022. It's not in the white man's hands. Our future ain't in their hands. They are banking off of us thinking that, you know what I'm saying? They're banking off us, uh, being mentally caged in that thought. 
Now, once we free our minds and like Martin, like Malcolm was saying, and, and understand we don't need them. Our, we, they need us, especially right now in 2022. We are the majority. They are the minority. That means our dollar is worth more. We have more dollars, if you really want to think about it. So all we have to do is, in, is invest and support in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And we can come out of it and make ourselves a whole new paradise like we did in Tulsa, like we did in all these different, because I know Tulsa wasn't the only one. You know what I'm saying? Um, we can do that. But it's the mental cage engagement that we put our minds in when we think about that subject and we think that we have to rely, which uh, we have to rely on white people for success we think we have to rely on reparations they ain't never gonna give it to us so we could just just do it ourselves support black we could support black banks uh send our young people to college to uh become teachers so we can have blacks teaching black children so then we 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 govern and dictate what's being fed to our kids you know what I'm saying? We could, and then we we support uh, black farms. We support uh, black grocery stores. So if we support black farms, that means we're supporting black grocery stores. All this shit supports itself. Send our sons to school to be lawyers, doctors, co- contractors, shit like that. We just have to invest and pour into our own community and stop being mentally uh, in, uh, uh, caged. When it comes to that, we are stronger than what we think. That's how I would approach that. I think that's great. I want to hear other people's opinion on that because it's a lot of people that still think like that today. Anybody else want to chime in on that? I don't know exactly what y'all are talking about, but we do need to like like have more ownership and ownership and shit. Like you know, we, we don't really have nothing. We don't know a black owned bleach. No, you know, just a little shit that we can hold as you know. what I'm saying leverage in this fucking world. Like we don't mean shit. Our vote means something because we we a lot of people, but we don't own shit. I think we don't support each That's other. a fact. It's, re- it's rarely black owned businesses. We- like if we if we had everything like owned everything black if we had like black hospitals like all like all that type of shit it like it it that's a that that's a different story. What you say, Vincent? What Mika talking about? I preach that in my room. All the people who be in my room hear me say exactly what she's saying. What she's saying is very doable. The problem is we don't support each other. You know, we say this shit, we talk all this shit, it sounds good, but again, not to put not to put you on blast and now, not, not to put you on the spot, make it but how many motherfuckers come in here and just go click on her YouTube and subscribe? You know what I'm saying? Just to show support. How many motherfuckers do that, right? You know what I'm saying? We do a lot of talking with no action because there's always some backbiter, hater ass fuck shit that we was we was programmed we was programmed I, I believe we was programmed to think like that but we got to break that cycle and that's exactly what I think Mika and everybody in this room is talking about we got to break that cycle but in order to do that we have to do different we have to start supporting our people you know what I'm saying whether it be like like if it's some music I don't like 
that's just me, but I'll still like and and share it because that nigga got a dream. He's trying to get somewhere. Just because I don't like it don't mean I'm not going to help support it because he's black and he's trying to do his thing. Everybody's free. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not going to like your shit. You know what I'm saying? That, but I'm not going to. I see you working. I see you putting in some effort and you black and you're trying to get it. So I'm going to support it. You know what I'm saying? If I like it, I'm going to go double hard. You know, it's just we got to start doing that. Our mindset has to get back to that, to supporting our people. Stop like, uh, I don't know, but with somebody white, no disrespect to white people, uh, but if it's somebody white that you like, you hurry up and click on that motherfucker. You go ahead and subscribe to that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It, it's crazy. We just don't support each other enough. That's where we fuck up at. We worried about what, what the white men doing and what they doing on their farm shit. And we can't even come together to even defend ourselves against them motherfuckers. You know, we got to point the finger every time a motherfucker point out, oh, we need to stick together. Boom. We pointing the finger at the Asians or somebody else. Like, nah, my nigga. Get, get with like, this shit crazy. Stop worrying like, about them and worry about us. You know what I'm saying? Stop, stop looking for this country to do something, you know, uh, for us police brutality and let's let's police our own people. We got to get our shit in order. Get us together. Stop depending on the... On, on the they want our vote to dictate what they're going to do to us, not for us. And niggas don't even understand that. We hurry up and go get these niggas they, our vote just so they can do some shit to us because they're not in there for us. So fuck them. The 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 the, rep- the reparations and all that. I don't care about none of that no more. What I care about is us getting our shit together. Let's get in unison together. That's what they scared of. They don't want. Do you hear? You get a motherfucker out there really talking that type of shit. Boy, they gonna try to assassinate him in, 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 in less than five seconds. Well, they what, they did it. They did it. They that's did why that. they. That's why they killed Fred Hampton and Huey P. Newton and the, all the Black Panthers because that they were preached. They were preaching what we talking about, but they was putting action to it. You know what I'm saying? And they hated it, and they wasn't shutting off Hispanics. They wasn't shutting off white people. They was for the people, the people who had who who all of us had a foot on our neck. You know what I'm saying? And and and. They saw that and they still see that as a threat. So if we, that's what we need <laughs> right now. But, I, and I understand they st- like the world right now in 2022 still, still, uh, operates on the Willie Lynch letter. That is a fact. They put fear into our community. They took the strongest and the smartest nigga, which was Fred Hampton, Huey P. Newton, uh, uh, Angela Davis, all these people, right? They took the strongest and the smartest nigga and they hung him in front of us. Hung him in front of us. That in the Willie Lynch letter is to put fear into the community to make us be scared to rise up again. When Nat Turner rose up and and fought against slavery and killed all them people that was enslaving them, they hung him in front of the masses. They hung him. So this is what they do, you know what I'm saying, to 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 put fear in us. So saying that to say, y'all, I'm not saying that, oh, that's why we shouldn't. I'm saying that's why it's it's gonna take a really strong motherfucker. And I must and I think it will be it's gonna have to be a man, because I feel like a woman, as women, we don't have that in us to just be like, you know what, I don't care for the greater good of the people. We can't do that because we're mothers. We don't, we, we won't, for me as a woman, as a mother, 
I don't see myself saying, okay, fuck it. I'm a, I could, I know I could potentially get killed, you know, because I'm preaching this message and I'm going to go on platforms and I'm going to be like Malcolm X. No, because I have children that depend on me as a mother, you know, so I see it being a, another man that is not, that is not afraid. A man that's going to pour into his black woman and, and she's going to be a reflection of him. So then he could go fight for the people and then he don't have to really worry too much about his children. If the end all be all happens because he's poured so much into his reflection that she's going to be a mirror to that children of what he was, you know what I'm saying? Just in case, you know, so I see a man, uh, giving us that structure that the Black Panther Party gave us because Vincent was just talking about votes and stuff like that. That is a fact. But we need somebody that's going to be working for us and got our best interests at hand, which would be neither the Democrats or the Republicans. We need somebody that's going to come up out of us and work for us. And then on top of that, then uh, uh, then people be like, oh, we don't have businesses or or because we don't have access to this and this and that. Well, if we supported black banks, we would have access to this and this and that. You wouldn't have to be going to the white chase and the Bank of America's and the Wells Fargo's, you know what I'm saying, and get told no or get a, a smaller loan than you would if you had a paler uh, pigmentation. You know what I'm saying? You will be walking into a black bank and they will be treating you just as fair because this is a black bank. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it goes hand in hand. Like Vince was saying, support first, support any and all black businesses or just small businesses. And um, also, we need to build our children up to want to go into Congress because that's where it's at. Legislation. I think that comes from because it's banking concept of education. We allow this education system to pour into our kids what they want to pour into our kids. That's why we need our own education system to pour the right things into them and get them ready for those type of jobs and futures ahead so they can run this. And I want to touch on uh, the comment because Fredo just put a comment in there and I want to just bring that to the floor. What'd you say, Bolo? I said I was gonna say something about uh, Fredo comment. I, I I acknowledge that, but check this out: white people got fucked up. Community service too. I mean, community service. I'm I'm fucked up right now. You mean customer service? Customer service, yeah. <laughs> Help her I, out. I would respond to that though. Are you know what I'm saying? If, if, Go ahead, Vincent. I think um, Fred. I think Fredo hit hit the head on the nail. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we never been traditional, right? Yeah, we, you know, white companies, they do it all the time, right? But you do have those that, that, that strive to provide excellent service, right? And as we know, dealing with that shit, we got headaches dealing with that type of uh, morale. So when we when we do our shit, we got to come better than that. We got to come 10 times better than that. So when you go in to support somebody, like I said, if you don't even like what they said, but if you listen to it and you see they put in, they all, they put in quality, they actually put in effort, they gave you some a, a supreme package, you're going to support it anyway. Like, you know what, I don't, I don't listen to it, but I'm going to support it because he put in a lot of effort. We do got to definitely do better than that. But let me just paint this picture. Now, this might be extreme thinking, I think, right, from what I'm about to say. What about if we live in a world where we had a bunch of kings and queens, right? A bunch of, not just one, 
not just a two. We had a bunch of kings and queens. And with these kings, kings and queens, they're equal. The woman is equal to the man. The man is equal to the woman. This is where people are going to say this is extreme. Because women are just as talented and can get shit done just like niggas do. And we know that to be true. We don't want to give them the credit, but it is what it is. But when it comes to dealing with shit, the man does what the man does, and the woman does what the woman does. But they both equal. Now, these kings and queens, what they do is they teach the youth that's coming up to become mm-hmm. kings and queens by educating them, teaching them about the, the real world, not what, not what school teaches them. They, they get that education, but when you come home, you give them real-life education. You teach them what they're going to be up against. You teach them how to become kings and queens. You do get them in the police force and and and, 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 and uh, law and, and and school and er- all, all those those areas where black people are lacking at. We teach them to go in there and be educated, to go in there and do big things in, those, in that type of sector of the world. You know what I'm saying? And we keep doing that. We teach our kings and queens with a bunch of other kings and queens to be leaders when they grow up. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing about us, we don't really listen to just one person. We never had, never will. We're not traditional. You know what I'm saying? We look at it, we look at each other as our own man and our own woman. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is the world dictates that it shouldn't be that. And we fall for the shit all the time. But we don't have to be traditional. We can be the opposite. Because it's it's right. You know how much black women have done for the for the for the for the love of black men? How much they done sacrificed? Facts. How much they done went through. I mean, listen, man, you done had women that was I don't want to go this deep, but been raped, right? Been raped by by whatever race. They was raped and they had to have this baby. And no man in sight, no one to help her, but she's still holding it down. She got to deal with that. You have a bunch of cases like that. You have women who had these kids, and then the dude just disappears and never comes around. And she got to hold that down and, and been doing it for centuries and centuries and centuries, been beat on, disrespected, spit on, treated like less than. Right? When is we going to change the whole Welcome ride? to cocktail. To where that queen is on the same level as us and anybody else in this world, and we're going to die for that. But instead of having just one king, there's a, it's a whole different story when you got a whole bunch of kings and queens that you got to deal with. And they're teaching these babies to become kings and queens. And they teach them how to be productive in this world, how to dodge the motherfucking loopholes and the bullshit that they put out there to set us up, sabotage us. We put in that effort. We ain't going to see that actual change. But if we put that effort in now, this next generation will, because that's what that's what really matters. We, I don't know how old you is, Mick. I'm 40. I just turned 40 on 27. I'm damn near on my way out of this motherfucker, right? <laughs> so my babies is the future. The, 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 the babies is the generation that's going to bring that substance change that we need. But we got to start investing that in them and look at each other as equals and treat each other outside of our inner circle as equals to really bring that change. Now, that may be extreme thinking, but I think that's that's something that's not far-fetched. It's just a mindset and a mentality that you have to accept and adopt and want to teach. If you don't believe in it, so be it. Every, there's, a, there's a few bad apples on every fucking tree, but the majority is what counts. And if we really want to bring some change, we really got to stop giving up, stop hating each other and start loving each other. And understand that we got demons and shit in our closet just like the next motherfucker do. Ain't nobody different. When- Don't have cocktails with Miko. Come to Judgment Day, we all got to sit behind in front of God and hear everything that we did. 
He ain't going to say because of this person that he's going to talk to you for you if you believe in that. So stop giving a fuck about the shit that don't, don't matter. The, 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 the noise, you know, the smoke and mirrors, the everything is racist and, and this and that. Stop paying attention to the to the to the to the smoke and mirrors and the noise and shit and focus on what matters. Is they 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 that's gonna scare them and terrify them when we really get our people together on one accord. And we got a bunch of kings and queens in this motherfucker. And that's I hard. Wanna, it's hard to compete. I wanna add on to that. Um First of all, yeah, that last thing you just said, I, I agree because I feel like they use the smoke and mirrors in different categories. Like they want to keep us focused on racism and shit like that to keep us not focused on what we supposed to be focused on because racism is bullshit right now. Like that's bullshit. We've been dealing with racism since the beginning of the racism since the beginning of time. I'm talking about ancient Egyptian days. Our people have been hated on and spat on. And we always, like Kevin Gates just said, bro, let me find that clip. I got to play that, that Kevin Gates clip for y'all. Um, Kevin Gates just said this shit yesterday. Through the beginning of times, y'all, we have been put, we have been going through setback after setback. We hit rock bottom so many times, but the only people Shake back. How many times we didn't shake? We shook back. That's what he said yesterday. Kevin Gates did. How many times we didn't shook back? How many times everybody in this room? I know y'all done hit rock bottom more than once in y'all lifetime, especially if you're thirty and up. You had to have hit rock, rock bottom once, at least once, and you shook back, right? We Hell all yeah. shook back. That's a that that's a fuck. That's a superpower. That's a superpower because when 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 the creator created us. He knew that we was going to be the ones to get the hardest motherfucking burden. You know what I'm saying? The toughest ones. So we have the superpower to shake back. If these other motherfuckers hit rock bottom like we do, they don't know how. That's why we hustlers in, in any type of, uh, uh, in any type of, uh, uh, weather outside, nigga, we going we gonna to handle our business. Our kids hungry. We got $2 left. Nigga, we handle our business. We handle our business, period. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make a way. So, therefore, if we stop focusing on this racism shit, because that shit is that's regular. We, we was built for this shit. We was built for hate. We was built for it. Leave that shit alone and focus on building us up. Just focus on shaking back. Shake the fuck back. You know what, Mika? The people at the very, very top, they don't give a, they don't see color, but they, you know what color they see? Green. Money. So all they give a fuck about is the money. The people at the very, very top. They don't give a fuck about no race. They ain't give a shit about that. That's us. That's a distraction. Just like you right. said. Keep preaching. That is a fucking distraction. And, and to add to that too, like I like I'll be what I'm every morning when I wake up, I always watch this uh motivational speaker called Eric Thomas. You know, cause just just to get my day off at, at on the right foot. Like he 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 said something in the video one time. Do you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe? If you want to succeed bad as you want to breathe, you got to go out there and get it. And and that means don't let just because this person got more than you, don't let that person talk down on you or make you feel like you you less of a person. But that person that got more than you ain't got that dog that you got.
Shit, I was I landed. This a great topic, used, though. It's a great topic. To, oh my bad, y'all. Go ahead. No, that's nah, I was just I was just telling them like how I be like how everyone I wake up and watch Eric Thomas he a motivational speaker. But he was just saying like the people that's up there Turn at the very top, they got that dog in them like how how we do because they don't know they can't they can't shake back from like if they like took a major hit or 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 some shit they don't like certain people don't know how to shake back. Or, then they start crying. They start crying. Now us, we hit rock bottom and when when everything going to shit, we not about to cry. We might cry and talk to talk to our, our higher power. We're gonna talk to our Shit. creator. And then and then right after that, what do we do? We use the, the power that yeah, the creator gave to us that is a mimic of his, that right? Part. To manifest what we need to be manifested. We get up after we finish crying and talking to the creator, he pours into us, you got this. Then we get up and put one foot in front of the other and make it happen. Another motherfucker gonna start crying and wait for some, some for a miracle or somebody to fall out of the, the 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 sky and say, "Here you go, my child." When that ain't that ain't how this shit go. You cry and you and you look for for some type of energy to come from up there. You look for some energy. You look up and you look for the energy that you need. Cause ain't nothing gonna fall out that motherfucker. Ain't no, ain't no hand about to come out the clouds and say, "My child, I'm opening this door for you." That's unrealistic. We that ain't that ain't it. We have the power for that shit. Now the energy gonna part the clouds and come out and hit you. You go outside. Have y'all ever noticed when y'all going through some shit and y'all need to be re 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 energized or uh, poured into? You know what I'm saying? When you at you vibrating at a very, very low frequency because you are going through some shit. If you was to just go outside and lay your black ass in that sun just for a little bit, I promise you, you're going to feel like a recharged battery because as black people, we need the sun. That's where our energy come from. So saying that to say, if you don't know it, try it. I promise you, you're going to know what I'm talking about. I just did it because um, somebody told me to do it. So anyway, so I, me, as a black mother and a mother that has seen so many uh, trials and tribulations in my short time on this, on this fucking earth. Um, I have a lot of times fell to my knees and prayed to that source that I believe is in the sky. You know what I'm saying? And what happened was it wasn't no hand that came down and said, my child, I'm going to lead you through the, the valley of death. It was some energy that came down came over me and I looked around and said, bitch, if you don't get off your ass and do what you're supposed to do, cause this ain't you. And I shook that bad energy off and I got to business and I shook back. You know what I'm saying? Because we have the, we have the power in us. You shake back every fucking time. So same thing. We have not fully shaken back when, when we came out of that last bit of slavery. Cause like I said earlier, y'all, our people, this ain't new to us. We've been hated since we were created. We've been put in fucked up situations that we had to shake back from since the beginnings of time. It's just this last one, which was the longest one, where we were enslaved for 400 years, right? 
And right now you should still be counting because we're still enslaved. We're mentally enslaved still. So we should still be counting. Um, we have not shake, shaken back from that. That's the one we ain't shaken back from yet. That is the, was the most gruesome one for real, for real though. But that is the, uh, uh, the whooping we ain't came back from yet because our mental, this time they got our mind. That Willie Lynch shit fucked us up. And the only white devil I'm going to proclaim is that nigga. Whoever the fuck wrote that letter was a fucking uh, devilish mastermind. Because that shit is working hundreds of years later, still on our mental. I was just about to say, like, this shit is crazy because it's like generation after generation. Like That's what I'm saying. We have to shake back from that. Once we... But people that's not mentally enslaved or, you know, because a lot of us have, sh- have shaken out of that for sure. Right. So the people that have, we have to be that beacon of light to help other people shake that shit off and become mentally free. Because once you mentally free, then you realize everything that you're capable of, which is everything you can literally like when they say that little bullshit talking about you can move a mountain with the mustard seed of faith. Bro, that shit ain't fake. It probably ain't like happen how they saying it and it wasn't said by who they said it was by. You know, it probably wasn't all that, but that shit real. Because once we have our energy and we are balanced and we are a full whole people, we can literally move a mountain. Probably not like, oh my God, I'm use telekinesis and move that mountain. But in a mental form, bro, what's the mountain right now? I want to buy a fucking house. I can't buy the fucking house because I'm a single parent. I'm working by my, I'm taking care of all my kids by myself. Daddy's dead or, don't, or ain't helping. So the mountain in front of me is the lack of support, uh, a lack of being able to save. And that's, that's my mountain. And whatever else come with that, that's, that's a mountain. But if I vibrate on the right, on the right sequence, you know what I'm saying? On frequency and I, uh, and, I, and, I, and I can manifest that. I can move that mountain. I can do all things with the power of he who created me because he put, he made me in his image. He's a God, right? He made us in his yeah. image, right? So that means we have the power. That's what, that's people, that's what people leave out when they say that. Oh, he created it and he created us in his image. So they just think, oh, maybe we just, so then that makes you focused on what the God looks like when you think of image. Oh, we, we must look like him. He got to be black or he got to be white. Or he, nah, his image, nigga, his like what he what he's made up of. We got that power. He gave it to us. Mika, that, that's the power of cognitive thought, right? That's your mm-hmm. power to outthink everything to uh, rationale and reason. Right. And that's why we was given that ability. But uh, 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 if you are studying and once you become aware of something, you can't turn back from that. You, you, you are enlightened at that moment, right? And that's what people uh, uh, are not taking into account. So Willie Lynch was a powerful uh, 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 concoction. That letter was, was, it was deep. The, the format and to carry it out, how they did it was profound in the black community, right? But the thing about that, once you have that knowledge of what's happening, what it did, and how it broke down your, your thinking, 
then you regain that ability because you are aware of it now. So you can't be uh, held uh, uh, down by the same teachings once you are aware of those teachings and how to counteract it. So to say that that letter is effective right now today, it is to a degree, but it's not as effective as it used to be. Now people are starting to express themselves more and stand up in a different way. They just have to hone that in and get to one level and, 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 and get it in, into one one pattern of thinking. That's the problem right there. And I agree with that all up to the fullest. That's why I said it's some people that are shaking that off. You know, we ain't, a lot of us are not still mentally incarcerated. You know, with that, under that, under that, those teachings, a lot of us came out of that. So the ones that did are the ones that are being charged or should be uh, charged with being a beacon, with spreading the word. And that's why our house is called the Bartender Academy. So we are going to be spreading this knowledge, right, all up? And then once we spread this knowledge and we, how, how we doing? We have an iron sharpened iron conversation right here, right? So some people like Bolo just said, what letter are we referring to? We talking about the Willie Lynch letter. A lot of this stuff that we're going to be talking about, a lot of people are not privy to. So we are being that beacon. We are, you know, helping people out of mental imprisonment. You know what I'm saying? So after, like you said, once you get that and you have that understanding that this is what broke us down as a people and uh you can't go back and try to start trying to say oh you know go back to that thinking we we understand what you just said so the fact that you can't now you're being charged with being a bartender of knowledge now you got to serve this knowledge you're being charged with that duty you have to be the light to wake all your people up so now is it coming full circle of the mission of this club I just want anybody, if you didn't still understand, let me know. Yeah, I understood. Totally understand. Big Mika. Yeah, I do too. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's understandable, but how, how would you know when a person is really ready to, to get out there and speak that knowledge? So, for me, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people move on different things. You know what I'm saying? Me, I move off my God, right? A lot of other people might move off book book knowledge, which is good too. You know what I'm saying? Malcolm X had book knowledge, shit like that, right? Um, me, I don't move unless I I feel the energy, and you and when you move off energy, you know the feeling when it's when it's time to you know, say some things and stuff like that. However, Malcolm X used to teach. He said, you don't go spread nothing you didn't research your motherfucking self. He said, somebody could come tell you something and you say, hmm, I like that. Now I know that. But Malcolm X said, you don't ever open your mouth until you go do your own research to where you know that you're not repeat, you, you're not spreading blasphemy or bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Now, 
once you do all of that, that's like studying and all that stuff. And once you do all of that, you'll know if we, if you know what you know. You know what I'm saying? You know if you know what you know. Once you start talking and a motherfucker can't argue you down, first of all, in, 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 the, in the bartender academy, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, preaching to nobody to argue with nobody about nothing. If we could talk how we talking right here, fine. But once you got to argue, get up out of there. Don't argue with nobody about nothing. Because once you once it turns into an argument, that means his ears ain't ready to receive. That's all that means. He need to go through some more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now, a lot of people ain't going to be ready for what you're going to say. A lot of people ain't probably not going to feel like they're ready to go and spread the knowledge that we're talking about, like Fredo just said, and that's only because I feel like sometimes that'd be like insecurity or a person that's worried about how they're going to get looked at because a lot of what we're saying in here is not the popular opinion. It's not um, something that everybody going to like because a lot of people like to be like to say, oh, but, you know, they doing this to us. It's impossible. We can't. We can't. And I know because I used to be the we can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that anymore. So that's to me, bro, it's really just up to you and uh, how you feel about what you standing on. That's how you're going to know once you, you 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 could tell on how you feel about what you're standing on. You know, what I'm saying if you confident and you know that, you know, what you're saying is what you know, then you're going to say it. You're going to spread that because you, you standing on that. But if you sitting on it, you got one foot on it. You know what I'm saying? That means you just need to keep listening. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Like they say in wisdom AA meetings, keep coming back till it works or some shit, they say. <laughs> but once you standing on that shit, stand on that shit. That's, That's a fact. fact. Welcome to the room, everybody. Welcome to the room. Don't bring them uh, people up with them booty things. Don't bring them up. What you, what you mean the booty thing? Oh, the, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, we in here vibing, bro. We on, uh, we spread knowledge up in here. We don't got time for none of that y'all doing. But go ahead, y'all. Who was saying something? I might be in the matrix. No, you good, bro. Uh, nah, because shit, it's like, you know, this, this type of shit that we all need to be doing, like, we need to just be trading information, like putting each other up on game. Like that's the problem that we have in the, today in this society. Everybody be be so that pride be so much in the fucking way where motherfucker don't even want to <sighs> don't want to like contribute like to the cause. Like man, <laughs> like I was having a conversation with, with one of my homies yesterday. He was like, man, we like, man, you the solution to the problem. Like, you ain't, the, like, you ain't the problem to the, like, you the solution. Like, you trying to motherfucking do shit that's gonna change the motherfucking culture. I'm, and I don't know Grove Hero personally or whatever, but I, I honor what the man, what the man doing. He trying to buy back his community just so he could put his, so he could put people in there rent free. So they get able to get on their feet because he knows there's people out here that's fucked up for real. That's a fact. That's a big fact, bro. Real shit. What's up, G5? G5, what up, what up?
Top of the world, top of the world. You talking about how black people need to start sticking together. You know, Man, it's stop serious. Thinking. Everybody else do. Hey, hey, you know, it's important now that people know that their gangbanging shit is over with, right? Uh, that's where we need to start at. Stop killing each other. You know, you need to get get with everybody out there and set some type of precedence for that. Because that shit has become senseless now, you know. It went from a bad situation to a worse situation with that. But then the crazy thing is everybody is locked up on game banking and talking about loss. But every gang is hanging with each other. So what is you really fighting about? I really feel like that shit getting watered down by it's, it's happening over time. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like it went from, it started off as something positive. It turned in, and, and, and it's always when we allow, when we allow a different energy inside our energetic circle, you know what I'm saying? Then it caused chaos. So it was started off positive, and then it turned into something of chaos when something that was not, in the same DNA, should I say to give you a picture, like when you have a DNA and you put bring a deformity type of DMA, DNA into that DNA, it causes a, rup, a, a uproar in the DNA, right? If we're talking about how it looks on a on a picture or a video, you know how it looks. So I feel like it started off positive when a, a different type of cell infiltrated it turned it into something else, right? And then it morphed into something even worse over time. But as time is going by and more black people in our communities are waking up and coming out of that mental incarceration, um, it is getting more and more watered down because a lot of people are paying less and less attention to it. Uh, we move in a little bit different. A lot of people ain't are not... Uh, Abiding by them dumbass street rules, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's not cool to the masses like it used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's not cool anymore. Like a lot of niggas ain't even sagging their pants no more. You know, like even though that came from some whole other shit, but once it hit the gang life or whatever, and it became fashion, like it's a lot of men that that and boys that don't even find that. Uh, cute anymore you know that shit is watering down over time by yourself and i think the more because i don't think that it'll change by us going in there screaming non-violent non-violent all through the boulevards i don't think that i think the more that's why i say the beacon and being a light is the best that we could do for any and everybody in our community because our people we move off of what we see. You can't tell our people something and then go do something else. I like this dumbass nigga. Don't try to tell me. He over there. You know what I'm saying? Now, once we show our people how to move and show our people what's the trend and show our people what's cool, because we are the trendsetters. You get it? So once we do that, like we've been doing, then people start moving away from that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right now, it's, it's, it, I feel like it's way better. I was in the streets running around in like 2005, 2006, being a knucklehead. It's totally different from even then. And even in 2005, 2006, it was watered down. It's even more watered down now than it was in 2006, 2005. 
because people are walking and moving how they're supposed to and being beacons of light. The real motherfuckers is separating themselves from that shit, and that's the good thing because look, all the crabs is gonna end up eating each other. You know what I'm saying? Because some of them don't want it. We gotta face the fact. Some of them don't want to get off the street, just like Sierra Row. It's the same thing with the gangs. Some of them don't want to. Some of them do. But at the end of the day, I think that's how that shit gonna stop. The the real is gonna divide themselves, and the rest is gonna eat each other up. They gonna go extinct. Yeah, yeah. So real quick, right? So the gang, the gangs are don't exist just be, just because, right? They be, it's it's a result of uh, poverty and a lot of other things, right? So if you're not gonna get rid of poverty, you're not gonna get rid of oppression. You always gonna have gangs, right? Because gangs, <clears throat> street organizations, whatever you want to call them, is not something that's just an American product. Right. It's all over. You know, it's all over the world. And usually it starts in the same type of environments. It's not something that people with low morality or low IQ decide one day that they want to do. Right. It's a real social dynamics that created these gangs. Right. A lot of these gangs um, developed from networks that were pushing back on uh, other groups, other ethnicities that were coming into the community um, to to sell drugs, to do all kinds of other things, um, extortion and everything else. I don't know if you you kind of know the history of um, street organizations throughout the United States. They didn't. Yeah, that's why I said it started off something positive and it turned into something else. Uh, but go ahead. Bro. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I didn't. It didn't always, right? So even the ones out in California didn't all start from something positive. That's something that we like to tell ourselves for whatever reasons. I don't even know, right? Because a lot of these organizations evolved because there were other other ethnic groups, other ethnic groups who were who were dominating them, who or who were coming into the communities, right? It, it depends on uh, what what uh geographical location we talking about because they all evolved yeah i was about to say la it started off some pot it, it, it was originally no, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it, it, even if you read what tu, what tuki had to say about it he didn't say it started from positivity right he no, didn't I say that. he didn't start tuki. gangs though yeah he didn't start gang. he yeah. started crips okay let's let's back up right so i let everybody talk i hope i get a chance to talk because i'm not guessing at what i'm saying and we could talk about this all day right in detail um so so what 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 occurred happened around the United States at the same time, right? There was a time in the United States where there was a lot of immigration, migration, not immigration, from the South going out to to places, and it was a, it was just a large population of, of of young people with nothing to do, and they formed youth groups that evolved through uh, later into street gangs or organizations, and many times. It, uh, they evolved on the West Coast too, because there were other organizations, not necessarily other um, ethnic groups, right? The, 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 but in some cases, it was because of other ethnic groups on the West. Um, but uh, but if you're talking about Chicago, you're talking about the East Coast, you're talking about the, there were especially on the East Coast, right? There were already groups functioning, already crime groups functioning, right? Because at one time in the United States, crime was a really big equal opportunity employer of black people. Black people were making a lot of, making a bulk of their money from the streets, not from going in and working for the white folks. 
They was working for black people, running numbers and all kinds of other things. And these groups, other ethnic groups came into the community and tried to take over or encroach on those on that economy and the youth networks trans turned into street organizations. It wasn't a quick one night process. It took a decade or so. Right. So when you're talking about the as a matter of fact, on the East Coast, <clears throat> the street organizations were the only people who were on the East Coast and in the, in the Midwest were the only groups that was given the other ethnic groups any pushback, right? Because they were coming into the communities with drugs. They were coming in from the Caribbean. They were coming in from other parts of the world. They were coming in from the United States and they were going into black communities selling drugs. They were going into the black community and doing all kinds of other things, encroaching on the then economy, right? The, uh, the, the numbers rackets, the gambling that was coming in, encroaching on that. And the street the youth organizations evolved from those networks of young black men who were protecting their communities from other ethnic groups preying on them, right? And that's how come they're more organized than most other black groups here in the United States. You're not getting rid of the gangs, right? Because you, because you don't have the, the manpower or the willpower, right? Or the coverage. They're not going anywhere. So you have to find a way in order to, to, uh, to, to evolve them into something else, like the other street organizations from around the world, right? They evolved into more of a productive unit of, or a part of the black village or the village that they belong to. So there's this fantastic idea about these street organizations starting out as positive, not really didn't. A lot of them did not. Most of them didn't. I don't care where you at, right? They didn't, they didn't come together like, yeah, we're going to control. No, they were just young people hanging out together and they used to fight, throw little punches. And then the gang, then the, the drugs came in and them, and them punches became bullets. That's not true for uh, LA. Me, that's sir, not, that's you, not where fact. That, uh, where did you get that from? Because that's not What is that? Hold on, hold on. What, what is that? Which, give me something specific. Well, how, you, how you got the, uh, how you got the, you know, the whole dynamic of how games were formed. Games was before, like, way back in the days, man, in New York. And, or anything could be a game, man. But it, yeah, so what do we, but you got to you gotta put your games, finger on it. The West Coast games were blast, bastards of the Black Panther Party, which we tr- was, was positive. Thank you. Yeah, 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 but the Black Panther, listen, this is for, like, okay, so the Black Panther Party was also involved in, in drugs and bank robberies and crime too, right? Especially on the, especially on the East Coast, right? If you want it, like you want to be realistic, bro. When the when the Black Panther Party started to fade, they got involved in crime, bank robberies, drugs, extortion, and everything else, right? This is in there. This is depending on where you're from, right? That's that's what you know about the Black Panthers. It ain't more positive than negative, depending on where you're from. So can right, I so, can I chime in now? Because I've been listening yeah. to this for a little minute. All right, so I can't speak for Chicago. I can't speak for New York. I can't speak for the South. I can only speak for California because this is where I've been my entire life, born and raised. Um, my my father was one of the people. My people was one of the people that helped form some of the gangs in. LA. So for us, 
No, all of our gangs were came straight from positivity. It wasn't people hanging out and was socking people or, or kids. It wasn't that. It was the, from the Black Panthers, for sure. We kind of took what they were doing because the Black Panthers, I don't how they ended. When they ended, gangs were already here. So we're talking about how it started. Um, Black Panthers were, were created to police our own community and protect our own community. You know what I'm saying? And so the 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 gangs branched off from the Black Panthers, which started in Northern California and Bloods and Crips is in Southern California, right? So it branched off and and we that's how we start getting the Crips. But the Crip, before they was calling themselves the Crips, they were just little uh, organizations that were policing their own neighborhoods because black girls and black women couldn't walk to school without getting raped by white men and nothing was happening about it. They were, uh, and, and the police was beating the shit out of uh, little boys and, and, and people was coming up dead. Like our community didn't have, the police was not protecting us. There was nothing going on for us when it came to the police helping so they made their own little section of people that was uh, governing and protecting their own sections of where they lived. After that, let's I could give you an example of the Bloods and I mean the the Crips, the Fodies and the Hoovers in L.A. The police came, killed one of their niggas, and, and said, "Oh, it was them over there who did it." Dressed up as the opposite gang, shot somebody. And now we got gang uh, guns involved. When they used to just, when they had disagreements, they used to fight in the park, meet up and fight, fist fight. The police put a gun involved, had killed somebody, and screamed out the next person hood, and it was on since then. And, and Mika, is it safe to say, like, you know, a lot of them gangs was formed, that these kids was uh, skaters, dancers, yes. um, painters, all types of stuff, and they involved in the gang, so... I can't say that gangs was made from bad shit, man, because it was positive in the beginning. When the drugs came through, they had no influences to really, you know, show them the right way. So it stepped off into the drug era. So, you know, I, I'm not saying uh, you're wrong, sir, but you, you kind of need to do a little more research on it. Uh, 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 hold on, no, he wrong. Now, I'm about to say, I'm going to just flat out say you're wrong when it comes to L.A. Yeah, I just didn't want to, you know, him to take it as disrespect or anything, but, you know, that that that's not true. Mama always told me in these streets, watch your partners. To be honest, other than a few that fell, my niggas solid. Fuck them if they fell off, shit, me and my niggas better off, we bought it. Think it's best you keep that hate up in your chest, boy, we retarded. These bullets hit your chest, you drop that pass, we on your ass. Call a play to double back and knock you smooth about your pads. I was raised up in the giddy since the riots, nigga. Survival started from the shoulders, don't you try us, nigga. 